your favorite book and would you like to talk about it? Pour a pint, make some tea, pull a chair up. Let's talk worlds, it feels so real, feel free to scream and shout it. It's okay, you're in Fiona's book club. Hello. How are you doing? You're very welcome to the first episode of Fiona's Book Club. Thank you for being here with me. Um, I'm really excited. So basically, the idea of the podcast is uh, my guest is invited along to talk about their favourite book or, you know, a book they'd like to discuss. And I'll read the book as well so that we can have a chat about it. Um, Just a casual chat, you know, nothing too intellectual, sophisticated, just... You know, I hope it will be like a chat that you'd have with your friends in the pub. That's what I'm kind of going for here. Um, So yeah, that is it. So my guest for this episode is Maddie O'Carroll. Maddie is a Dublin-based actor, writer, musician. She actually wrote the jingle for this podcast, um, which I adore. So if you're looking into getting a podcast started for yourself, let's be real, we all are at the moment get on to her. She can make magic. And the book Maddie chose was Vicky Angel by Jacqueline Wilson, which I was very excited about. I loved this book growing up. I loved a lot of Jacqueline Wilson. You know, I was the kind of child books were my friends rather than people. So if you can relate to that, you're in the right place. I think I was kind of annoying uh, to actual people. So books can't tell if you're annoying because they are made of paper so needless to say um there will be spoilers in each podcast so if you're looking to read vicky angel and you don't want to know what happens first which is fair enough uh, maybe turn this off read the book you'll fly through it i'd say and then come back and listen if you'd like but yeah we're we're going to be going into what happens and how we felt about it so aka spoilers. So yeah, Maddie chose Vicky Angel. The book is about the main character, Jade. She's a shy girl, you know, she's figuring it out. She doesn't feel the best in her own skin just yet. She's kind of 12, 13. And her best friend, Vicky, who is very confident, loving life. She's kind of very aware of her power over Jade, I'd say, which I think is kind of important to the story. But anyway, at the beginning of the book, Again, spoiler, not really a spoiler. You kind of know about this if you've read the blurb or anything. Uh, Vicky's hit by a car and killed. So the book is mostly about dealing with that event um, and losing Vicky through Jade's eyes. You also have the ghost of Vicky, which when you read this as an adult, you realise is probably a figment of Jade's imagination. You know, like kind of her grief personified type situation. So that ghost stays with Jade Um and makes things quite difficult for her sometimes. So there's a lot of talk this episode about grief, um, about death and even suicide. So if that's not what you feel like you should be consuming at the moment, that's completely understandable and maybe you can join us next time. I hope you do. I hope you're well. But um, I hope you like it. Maddie is also one of my best friends. So she is extremely articulate throughout. But sometimes I kind of ramble a bit, jump from point to point, like just as if we were together at home on the couch having a normal chat. And I was kind of a bit nervous about that. Like I actually considered re-recording the episode so it would sound more polished. But Maddie rightfully pointed out that 
it would just I guess be less organic we might kind of not touch on some of the things that we just kind of stumbled across in the first chat so I'm, I'm gonna be vulnerable with you guys I'm gonna um, share this conversation with you that sometimes I think I probably um, rambled fucking or that I'm not the most clear so if you if anything was unclear to you listening do let me know uh, you know, message me, whatever. I'd like to, because I'd like to get better um, at interview, at chatting. And hopefully, you know, we can be on that journey together publicly now in the comments and stuff. Just say you loved it, that it was amazing. Share it with your friends. Because um, hopefully we can get more people listening and build build the podcast. But of course, if there is anything that was unclear for you or anything about the format that you feel could be worked on or you'd like to see please do dm me and let me know because I'm very open to that feedback and you know sometimes it's just nice to have a chat but yeah I hope you enjoy this wherever you are whatever you're doing if you're home having a cup of tea or if you're on your walk or run or if you're making your way to work um if you're an essential worker or if you're listening to this post covid and things are back to normal um we're back to an improved normal than before in ways but anyway that is a conversation for another podcast Let's get into this. Thank you so much again for joining me and I hope you enjoy this chat with Maddie O'Carroll. But yeah, how did you feel reading it back? Reading Vicky Angel. Yeah. <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> Welcome everyone. Um, yeah, I, I... Oh, sorry. I had such an emotional journey with it. I can't tell you. I mean, I can and I will, and that's the <laughs> You are under a contract, Miss. <laughs> Imagine I was like, I can't. I can't tell you. Honestly, I can't say. I could. Like, I couldn't put words on it. I'm under anyway, from Jack Wills. Uh, she said to me, "Girl, don't do it." Um, <laughs> I had. I was very emotional reading it again. Probably, I because then it made me think. I mean, obviously, I'll get into it, but. It then made me think about all the Jacqueline Wilson books that I read as a young person. And yeah. Like, Holy hell, these books. So how did you feel reading? Because you read it. Yeah. When did you read it, actually? Just Friday. Oh, fucking extremely emotional as well. Like I've kind of been um last year when when the new Tracy was it last year, the new Tracy Beaker book came out. Oh, the one which is Tracy Beaker and her daughter. And her daughter. Yeah. I even though Jacqueline Wilson was a huge part of my childhood I don't think I'd really thought about her since then I did like she wasn't on my radar anymore like uh, since I'd been a child and when I saw that coming out I was like oh my god remember that and I just uh you know clicked in and watched a few interviews with her and I think when I was younger it didn't even occur to me that the that children she wrote about were you know going through stuff like family emotional I just you just kind of took it on and just read it did you feel like that yeah that's actually such a good point that like I mean I grew up in a very well I don't know I'm from very middle class like regular inverted commas family 
Yeah. Um, and I was interested in things through those books that I ne- like I never would have encountered. Like family units that are so necessary to encounter and to understand um across the board. But with Vicky Angel, I was talking about it with my housemate a lot as well because she read it in one sitting Aww. sitting beside yeah. me. <laughs> intense because she'd exclaim and I'd be like tell me where you are tell me where you are um but like we were discussing it a lot and how like how much this book delves into identity and like how how children grapple with their young people as well because like what's her name Jade is yeah we were thinking like 12 13 what do you think yeah I think so did she say she's year nine so yeah. say yeah, I think year seven, you're 11. You go to secondary school so young in um the UK. So yeah, yeah you, should be, you should be 13, 12 or 13. Yeah, sorry. What a long-winded answer. Yes, but no, that is the journey that that answer really brings me on as an Irish person observing another schooling system. We're <laughs> not British. Exactly. We're not British. And we like to, we like to tell people that. Yeah, we like to remind everyone. Yeah. Sorry, Jade has such lack of grip on her own identity. And yeah. she has invested so much into Vicky as like a portal into being and a portal into like, okay, this is what be- feeling alive feels like. Even though Vicky, like before she dies, isn't, spoiler, <laughs> isn't very <laughs> kind to her. And also in her ghost form is really fucking cool to her. Yeah. Yeah. But, what what struck me the most reading at this time was that when I was younger, I really actually thought that Vicky was a ghost. Whereas now I'm realizing that it's, it's completely Jade's like self-hatred embodied as, as Vicky. I know it. That's it. I was realizing that too. And do you know what wouldn't get out of my head? What? RuPaul being like, ah, the inner saboteur. Ah! Oh my god, Vicky. It's Jade's inner saboteur. But like, I suppose when you're younger, you just wanted to believe. Or or you just didn't have a concept of self-hatred. You might have been actively doing it. Oh yeah, might have been. You didn't know that it was a thing or that like, that you could have, have voices in your head, like to that extent. And that it was conceptualized, like it could be conceptualized in the whole body of a person so I did I yeah I felt that reading it back this time because I was like god what a fucking bitch like fucking hate Vicky like she is just a horrible person and then I'm like hang on now she's we hear of some of the things she did before and you think what a little bitch but like um you're also like that's a kid you know that's a 12 year old kid just like who's been spoiled and loved and like her family are obsessed with her she's just a kid figuring it out like you know yeah you do have to think about that as well of course yeah like and as well that um that all these mean things that she's saying to jade aren't actually real and especially when they are quite dark like when she's asking jade to to kill herself yeah and that's that's jade yeah Exactly. herself and and just uh you know so much to do with the guilt because she obviously feels this this accident was her fault yeah I mean I don't I don't know if you ever had a friend like that or I maybe everyone kind of did when you're that age when you're um as you say really trying to figure yourself out yeah um but you're not 
you don't know that's what you're doing you're just um you're just trying to get through day to day and you're so vulnerable and you you might attach yourself to a person like that and then that that can be um such like those kind of friendships obviously can be so troubling and so damaging but not only that like for the for the person to die during you having a fight with them if you're already like a person who's not sure of themselves like that would just destroy you like to think to think like you can tell she thinks oh I'm worthless I'm not as good as her like I'm she's prettier she's this she's that like the bit about um uh, Vicky's mum looking at her being like why couldn't it have been you oh my god again projection Jade is sitting there being like why am I not dead and what is my value as a a live person yeah exactly no it it is you do um it is completely projection it's hard to remember that sometimes yeah you, you get so into her as a character yeah but that's the thing actually that's really interesting because Jade doesn't seem to have a character like she never remember the bit where um they're in drama class and her and Sam are paired up and Sam starts doing an impersonation of a character with like a hunched back and like a dark um kind of energy and yeah. realizes that that's her and she like yeah. is startled it's the first time she's ever like looked at herself and not been constantly looking to Vicky and to like how other people perceive Vicky through her oh and then she just it like lands with her and obviously Sam is such a sweet friend that she I know we need to talk about Sam my god he's just the bit in the church with the bag of sandwiches oh my god I don't mind if you get sick of them what an angel like when when he's my favorite part of that is that before he says I don't mind he like thinks about it yeah I mean fair yeah of course but he's like thinking about it and knowing that the right thing to do is to give over his sandwiches god bless him and I think um Sam he's such a gorgeous character because she she you know is through no fault of her own through like her own inner demons as they say like she's rude to him unkind to him like says horrible things and he never stops understanding that's what she's going through he never has this kind of like pride you know that or this like his ego being damaged that could cause him to kind of never talk to her again or be horrible back he's just so he loves himself in that way compared to like a lot of well he doesn't in ways but like he loves himself enough to know that like he seems to understand grief for sure definitely for a kid like to understand that when people are in grief they hurt other other people around them like he just kind of unblinkingly is standing there like okay I'll be here if you'll be if you be here with me and it's like yeah, yeah. that is the shit she needs right now thank you Sam I know what an amazing support network like and, and, and the girl Maddie who's Maddie I know <laughs> When, when, when Vicky said sorry and she just gave her a big hug. Yeah, and it's spelled your way. The Madeleine is. Yeah, the French. The, the French. Uh, <laughs> but she, and the bit where the way Vicky, or the way Jade says um, hugging Maddie is like, 
being held by a big marshmallow and it's like this isn't what it's like being held by Vicky but it'll be good because Maddie's good and it's like oh she's learning so much all on her own she's so on her own she's so on her own and like the you could just like I when she started actually um you know talking about some of her feelings to the what was the therapist's name miss like wainwright was it miss wainwright maybe rufus <laughs> rufus when she like actually admitted something was hard out loud like you could actually just cry with relief for her yeah i was like she's feeling everything inside she's not sharing it with one of these people who's trying to help her yeah you can understand why um she's got a guard up but yeah, yeah i really i think i shed a little tear when she finally said to someone what was what she was going through yeah yeah and I think that also tied in with a moment like what really helped her open up to this to this older lady who's kind of serving as a counsellor basically yeah um that the lady admitted to her that she had her own grief and that it never went away because there's a moment with Vicky's mom where Vicky's mom is like I see Vicky you know and Jade is like what me too me too I see her and then that becomes a quite an injured moment because the mom again is like going her through her her grief. But then yeah. this woman who's gone through grief and deals with it every day and has lost I think she lost a little baby. Yeah. Like I I I can't remember whether she says that she sees her little baby, but she articulates the grief in a similar fashion to how Jade is experiencing it and is the first person who's alive who's like looking Jade in the eye and being like what you're experiencing is very okay and normal and I just want to help you through it oh my god I know she was so she did save her life 100% and I suppose she needed someone that was going to be like look I I've gone through this also because yeah no one could understand as she says that friendship you're so protective of your friendships that at that age yeah exactly even if they don't make you happy or they're not good it's kind of like you're just you're holding on to a lot of stuff by a string I feel at that age and it's like anything yeah. getting shaken or or anyone looking into this part of your life or opening up that part it's just so can seem so dangerous yeah and I think particularly in this story because because Jade has no grasp of herself I mean like not all young people at that age are at that place that she's in but she has no self-love or sense of self without Vicky so losing Vicky was also for her losing herself so she's sitting there like where do I go what next am I? yeah yeah exactly and especially when her sense of self tied in with Vicky was also tied in with her sense of with with her lack of sense of self if you know what I mean like she always saw Vicky as this which also we must get onto this like sexiness of Vicky is really I do want to get onto that oh my god prevalent like Jacqueline Wilson has always loved to describe um her like teen kids through like the eyes of other teen kids as like this kind of there's always a kind of a sexy character yeah don't just mean that in like a physical way but in like a confidence and the the cheekiness and everything you you want to be if you're if you're a shy kid or you're child who's not that happy with yourself like Vicky's everything you kind of want to be yeah and yeah do you think 
because I have been trying to um empathize with Vicky's character a bit more um because I know yeah it's hard being the girl in the background but then I'm trying to think of um the feeling of being uh a a child who's looked at through that gaze like we see a bit of that with um, Jade's dad and stuff oh my god that bit it's so mad uh one of my girls was reading this uh for the first time she'd never read Vicky Angel when she was younger Mm -hmm. and she was kind of giving me her thoughts on it she was like I think I would have liked it more if I'd read it first and she was like there was bits they didn't explore enough like you know the stuff with um Jade's dad and Vicky like and I'm like yes but also what the fuck (laughs) this is this is for 12 year olds like exactly like she's Jack is fucking flinging shit at us like I think that bit with the dad is much more about um the mom the dad like is about the family again like this story is not about Vicky at all it's about how Jade's family doesn't really function and Jade's dad is openly like sexualizing maybe a 13 year old girl Mm. and the way the mom handles it is so freaky and Jade is just sitting there observing it and possibly not fully understanding it but knowing exactly what's happening and oh and oh my god that bit so that bit with the sexual reference to Vicky but within that (laughs) can we talk about how when the teacher comes over it's fully um, I want to talk to the Wormwoods about maturity. No, oh my God, Maddie, I know. I was reading that and I was like, thank God I'm discussing this with Maddie O'Carroll. Yeah. Because like, how, like, fair play to Jacqueline Wilson. She's written over a hundred books, but that scene, she requested. <laughs> she was like, look, I need a smoke break. Like this. Yeah, really. Mike Wormwood was there. <laughs> want one? About a beer, basically, <laughs> in the corner. No, oh, fully. <laughs> Mike Wormwood played by... The filter coffee pot um, <laughs> and it's like well turn the wrestling off because uh, this teacher who just went to the gym is here it's all like all scenes mixed into one I know fully and oh Jade's very good at French she'll <laughs> be ready for college in just a few short years you want Jade to go to college um oh my god I know it's such an intense scene the bit like the way she not to well actually to hmm. go on about Jacqueline Wilson's skill in writing microdynamics for young people the way the dad um takes the cup of coffee or the yeah the coffee and then drinks out of it and then the mom corrects him and he starts to hand it to the teacher oh yes and the anger coming from the mom and the dad is just like kind of cluelessly bumbling and you're just like, where does Jade fit in here? I know, you just, oh, everything that's going on with those parents just reminds you how fucking alone Jade is at home. Yeah. The affair and that, well, not the affair, that affair was interesting, but um, it was very yeah. all wound up in the end, all cleared up. It was strange because it was, Again, I was talking to my housemate a lot about this and she gave really interesting insights about how the way in which the mother like inconsistently provides Jade with support. So she's in one breath saying, oh, come on, let's go to school. 
and then oh no don't go to school maybe you're not ready and and come on eat your dinner or I'll give out to you or oh here have this nice yogurt and then buys her like loads of things but they're all kind of conditional on on Jade not acting crazy basically yeah so Jade is going through grief and is imagining or whatever you might think is seeing Vicky and her mom is providing on one hand a supportive space of like would you like to go away for the day let's be kind to each other just be my daughter with me for a day mm-hmm. and then the next breath is like I'm gonna force your dinner down your throat if you don't eat it and don't make anyone think you're crazy or the teacher will come over again it's a it's a big keeping up appearances yeah. with the mom and um, fear, like such fear of being of judged actually, being judged but also what's actually happening to Jade because she's like I, I think that scene where um it's the weekend after Vicky has died and Jade is going to school and the mom's like oh maybe you're not ready yet it's like get a handle on this situation woman your daughter has just lost the most important person in her life and you're kind of like oh maybe okay I, I don't really know how to handle this she doesn't know how to handle it and she's not she's too afraid to admit that I think yeah she really thinks out you hear her thoughts out loud definitely like she doesn't censor one thing in front of jade um she really interestingly written like that um because even say when she starts telling jade about the affair and she's like oh i think you'd really like him i've told him loads well he thinks you're younger than you are but you know and she's figuring it out out loud um strange that whole affair thing the see I think like one thing Jade definitely has right is that her mum probably wanted, I think she describes it as a sparkier kid, but she wants a conventionally normal girl who, you know, confident into whatever. And I suppose like maybe she just doesn't have the tools herself to help someone through to maybe get to that stage or to get to at least a stage where they're comfortable with. Yeah. And also, she's doing that really toxic horrific thing of like expecting a certain kind of daughter or or son or child at all Mm. and that destroys your child like you can like you said yeah you can feel the mom's kind of frown at jade's whole existence and kind of trying to reach out but then not knowing how because she's preempting and judging every reaction anyway so it's it's just this vicious cycle of complete abuse. Well, I think it's completely abusive for Jade to have to sit through these strange conversations about her mom's affair and also to know that her mom doesn't really like her the whole yeah. time. Or her life or her dad yeah. or, you know, the whole thing. Was yeah, exactly. Basically a situation she could have done without. Yeah. Is is the kind of stuff I, I wouldn't advise saying to your child. Look, we're not no. parents here. Um, we are caring for our best selves if we ever do become parents. Absolutely, and we yeah. we're parents to ourselves. Oh, true. no disrespect to our own parents, but uh, if you can't parent yourself, how are you going to parent your child? Oh, can I get an amen? <laughs> I think you can. I think um, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Amen is what I meant to say. <laughs> but, um, oh, come here. Do you remember when you first read the book? How old were you or whatever? Um, I wish I could know exactly. Because my mom got me, oh, I was so decent. My mom got me this, like, do you remember when books would come 
some collections of certain writers would come in a like a box like a kind of a bookend box yes yeah and they would all yeah I got lo- I got like I think seven Vic- uh, Vicky Angel seven <laughs> Vicky Angel oh, <laughs> and my mom took all the other books out and just put in Vicky Angels I think he was trying to tell me to know how that happened I, I can't remember what age I was but uh no, but she got me this like set of seven different Jacqueline Wilson books one of which was um cliffhanger so I don't know what she was thinking but the Vicky Angel came in that set I'm like did I I think I was maybe 10 or 11 I think mm-hmm. oh that's young what about you? I think I was in sixth class, going yeah. in, going into secondary school. I never read Cliffhanger, but I was watching some um Jacqueline Wilson interviews, and she mentions the guy from that to be one of her favorite characters, Biscuits. Oh yeah, that. he's the yeah he's the friend of um the main character. It's a similar kind of dynamic to. I mean, I don't mean this in a bad way at all because we love and we stand. Mm. But you know the dynamic of often the protagonist is quite, um, I suppose like Jade, quite down on themselves and not not feeling themselves basically. Mm. Um, and then Biscuits is his like go crack friend he meets on holidays and he's like, come on, let's friend, I don't know, do shit. Aww. Yeah. I love that. Because mm. when you have a holiday friend, you're kind of, you've escaped the normal expectations you've put on yourself and therefore that you think everyone else has on you say in school or whatever you go on holidays and you can be kind of new you oh my god Lisa Simpson in that episode where she's cool oh yes rad or whatever Iconic. Yeah. oh yeah and then don't they find her out they're like hang on you're not cool yeah but then they make some sort of like weird mural with seashells for her and they're like we don't care Lisa you're right. And don't all the seagulls come and attack? <laughs> oh, it's on their car. It's on their car, and Homer's pissed off. Fair. Imagine if someone did that to my dad, Skoda. He would flip. <laughs> Absolutely dead right. Um. Okay, ten or eleven. No. Oh. And right. So we're gonna. I want to talk about the um the gay undertones. Mm, me too. Because I think they're so, um, no, what's the word? Is it prevalent or prevalent? Oh my God. I would say prevalent. Pre- prevalent. Someone, someone say prevalent. Oh, prevalent. No, I, well, no, I don't think, I used to say prevalent uh, and I don't think it's right. Well, I was about to say prelevant, so it's okay. Um, we're a book podcast, but. Um... <laughs> Words are a passion. <laughs> I call me William Wordsworth, but um, <laughs> but it, okay. In the first chapter, I felt they were really there, which leads me to think maybe it's Vicky having them because everything is so tactile. It's like, oh come on, it's a tickle or a rub of the hip or a. It's very um, not that you can't touch your friends. No, but at that point in their, like at that age as well, touch um between anyone is a new thing now yes Um, it's like it doesn't feel the same as it once did um and I do think that that's a real through line again in Jacqueline Wilson's books this really intense relationship between young girls yeah absolutely. I know in hindsight when I look back on my like 
really, really intense close relationships with girls. When I was between, I'd say, 11 and 15, I had, like, it was it was like intense love of a new kind that I never heard anyone ever talk about. No one ever, like, really explained it or, like, there just wasn't any discussion except in Jacqueline Wilson books about it. And would you read it and think, yeah, I feel like that? No, not at all. I think... Because as well, there is a thing of like looking back, you can kind of decide your fate, which is, I'm not really sure about what I feel now. Of but, course, of course. Um, When I look back on, it's hard, it's kind of chicken egg shit because it's like, how do I know who I would have become without what I became? You know, like these parts of, of me that are made up of stories that I read growing up. Like, you know, you how do you separate yourself from them? But I do know that um, the way she writes, like, spe- particularly, okay, in Vicky Angel, the way she writes the the physical aspect, like the bit when Vicky and Jade go on their, like, trip to London and Jade is staring at Vicky as she tries on a new outfit. And it's described as something like um, gripping every, like, what is it? Oh, oh the satin black jeans, which yeah. by the way, don't sound very nice but <laughs> yes it's very very uh, memorable like yeah like showing every outline of her body that was it. and the word sexy was definitely in there too and it was like yeah. this moment of Vicky being flirty and cheeky in that really distinct way that young girls growing into their sexuality and finding the like nuances and the little like nooks and crannies in their their sexuality like them in themselves mm. that like, gets eventually uprooted destroyed and fucked by misogynistic culture but like that thing that happens only between young girls where they're like look at how sexy I am right now and then the other young girl or whatever is like yeah I'm looking and I'm seeing and I'm celebrating like yeah. maybe I, I'm not really sure whether that's gay but it's something it's kind of homo <laughs> it's kind of homo no I get I get you because I kind of went back and forth during it as you say it's like is that gay or is that just that friendship where you are like I wish I was them yeah like that's I I don't think it's necessarily gay but <laughs> there's something like really erotic about intense female relationships to me whether gay or not do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. There's like a really intense sexuality in that. Um, or intense connection that sometimes bleeds into um, personal and communal experience of sexuality. Um, and spe- particularly in the sense that Jade never describes herself physically, except maybe once when she's like, I've got no boobs or something. Mm. But like, she's constantly describing vicky's body and vicky's growth into her body and vicky's attracting boys and and vicky's enjoyment of that which i really enjoy reading in a children's book like that vicky is like oh you know the poem that she reads at vicky's funeral yes yes when vicky's like i love to go out and kiss a boy and then come home because life's too short and you're like yes vicky you are right i know that was a gorgeous um piece of prose by Vicky um yeah it's so true you need to, oh 
don't know. I suppose they're it's kind of they're both such intense feelings that aren't going to go away if you try to not feel them. Like um they're similar in that way. What do you mean? Um say like if you feel attracted to someone like that's not going away or well actually sorry. Yeah, it does. But like, you know, sing. <laughs> Sad mumbles. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, love dies. I I forgot for a second. <laughs> okay, we're back in the room. But you know, if you're if you're crushing hard, if you're really you know infatuated with someone and you, you love their body and love everything and blah blah blah, um, or if you like deeply love your friend and it would break your heart to see them with someone else, I suppose they're like, in terms of like intensity, they're very similar and maybe yeah, hard to say. Mm. and also in that way things that don't die I think for things that form you are very hard to shake so this relationship that Jade has with Vicky and also Vicky's relationship with Jade like I never think about what Vicky thinks of Jade but she needs her just as much as Jade needs Vicky so it's this really formative relationship that has like lines of of I don't just very intense sometimes referenced as sexual moments in a very like clear-cut way that happens when you're 12 I think that's also what really excited me about that reading that book again and possibly when I read it the first time was that like this is just what happens when you're a 12 13 year old girl and no one really ever talks about it yeah it's so true um oh she just Jacqueline talks about everything. Yeah. She just trusts us and knows like that we can yeah. handle it. Exactly. And knows not only do you can you handle it but that you need it to survive yes. your yeah. fucking life. She's yeah, she really like it sounds like such a cliche but she did teach us so much, give us so much. Truly. Um we're so lucky. To me the most important thing that a book can um, impart on you is is a learned empathy and like a, a way of sorry not to be Atticus Finch right now right okay <laughs> but, but like getting a chance to slip into someone else's skin for a little while and be like oh this is how they live and and this is what it feels like the good the bad and the ugly and and then when you slip out of it when you put the book down especially as a kid you look around your classroom and your whatever. I don't know. I never did sports. <laughs> your extracurriculars. You look around the, the lacrosse field. And, uh... You look across the poker table. And, uh, and you see people and you're like, oh, you look a little bit like this character. And I think I'm going to approach you with something new today. Do you know what I mean? It's so true you hit the nail on the head with the empathy because like I think there is a stage in a lot of kids life da- around like the age of Vicky Angel where uh it just seems to be gone out the window empathy like completely gone like people can be so cruel to each mm. other um just for a laugh or just so it's not them uh, at the butt of the joke yeah. and like they can do really damaging things to each other and yeah the book's definitely um take a look inside the person who's actually on the end of that whereas look maybe the kids who are 
giving out that abuse or whatever they're just doing what they can to survive their kids yeah uh, whatever but it does um show an insight into the damage that actually does um so you hit the nail on the head there yeah I think her books are just I mean I don't think we've said it enough can we say again we're a fan i remember the first one i read was bad girls did you read that one yes of course. yeah and that's when i learned about committing suicide i think i was probably eight and i remember me and my mom would read in um sorry this is sounds like such a sappish memory me and my mother would um we would read in her bed but yeah no we'd read and um I was like mom what's commit suicide and she was like it's kill yourself she kind of really did not pay much she wasn't like hang on what are you reading (laughs) she was like yeah okay that is my (laughs) (laughs) come on (laughs) she was like it means kill yourself (laughs) um (laughs) not wrong and I was like yeah okay anyway anything that was in the books you were never like god I can't read this anymore um, yeah yeah it's true because like you said she gives it also the language that she uses is so um ah, welcoming maybe I could say yes. like very open and and uh, inclusive everyone speaking of of killing yourself that bit when Jade is like ruminating on the easiest way to kill herself oh god yeah oh my god and she truly is going through it like she's like well if I do this then yeah oh it's um and you just you just let it like wash over you somehow there's something about that writing Mm. that you're like okay this is happening like this is what I'm consuming at the moment yeah like the whole thing it hits you um and you kind of cry and you can't stop crying at bits that you wouldn't think it Yes, the moments that are so dark and so awful to think that that someone's feeling that way are it's some it's just like washes over you and you're like yeah okay yeah I find it particularly moving um in Vicky Angel when she when when Jade is encountering another adult I think that's the moments that really shook me up because because of the like real distance between her and all adults except for the dead-on teacher who gets her a counsellor, who doesn't yes. give a fuck and knows exactly what to do for Jade, and obviously the counsellor lady, the lady who kind of is playing the role of a counsellor. But um, when Jade um, encounters um, Vicky's mom in the kitchen after the funeral, oh, yeah. I found that such a hard scene or, or um, chapter or whatever to read. Like, this mom who's got all of her own grief going on and is furious at Jade but then is also like reaching out to Jade but but falling at the second hurdle at it as well oh it's just and Jade's just this like again she's always the collateral in these moments like she's just kind of being like I, I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't die basically yeah oh completely like that is her her thought process throughout the whole thing that is actually such that's a devastating scene. It's so sad. Um, and dipping in the sugar and, and... And so true then with the, okay, let's get the tea ready. Let's get the beer ready. Like you've oh, you've been to that funeral. Like yeah. hopefully not of um of a child, but like you know that funeral where there's the one person who is like frantically 
organizing everything because they can't face what's happened which is completely yeah. understandable at that stage and when something happens so suddenly um there's yeah. one line in that I think it's at the end of their whole conversation in the kitchen I think there's a silence and then Vicky's mom says something like how how will we ever do this or something and it that bit just shook me because I couldn't tell whether the mom was speaking to Jade or whether she cared about Jade but that Jade was really affected by what she'd said again like Jade is just this kind of victim of every circumstance she's in and she doesn't have anyone in her corner so Mm. she's standing there with this like broken grieving woman and and the woman's asking her the question is like how are we going to live through this and it's the contrast of like this 12 11 12 year old girl trying to live through it sometimes not succeeding and possibly considering not succeeding living through it and this grown-ass woman who's just lost her daughter being like like they're in for one second they're in the same moment and then it's gone and it's just devastating that's so true oh my god yeah they really yeah because they do they do like connect with each other at that time because it must be such a difficult thing that thing if you've lost um a child and seeing their friends yeah I feel like that's such a thing you wouldn't want to not see them but it must just be so hard um yeah you'd be so angry you'd be just like a ball of anger yeah everything she really yeah she um again writes so well just yeah. going through those those feelings um particularly for a woman I think writing a woman an angry woman yeah um, in grief is very important for me to see because there's there's a lot of shit about women being sad mm. in but women being angry within the context of how they should be i.e sad or quiet, or I don't know, then she's just not, and she's fucking yelling at her husband for having beers, and she's like toasting to the death of our daughter, like she's furious, and it's so important to read, again, because I went through reading that, and then went into the world, and saw angry women, and I went like, oh, I get that now, you know what I mean? Oh, it's so true, it's so true, yeah, yeah, like, being like fuck this I'm not gonna sit in the corner and sadly prepare your tea like yeah. your fucking child is dead exactly um there was another thing from from that little moment between um uh, Jade and Vicky's mom that I always remember when I think about Vicky Angel even like before I went to reread it that um Vicky they're they're eating the sugar obviously and it's like yeah. oh you know Vicky was so perfect not a filling in her head and Jade's like, yeah, I've got loads of fillings. And it's just the tip of the iceberg of um her yeah. putting herself down. But I don't know why it always sticks with me. It's like you're more valuable because you've got no fillings. I feel yeah. and, and it's just that kind of thing. Like, um, it's weird. Another thing I was thinking about before reading this book was um just in general, like say when you're a little girl, you're four or five, before you go to school and you're just um so free to be yourself everyone loves you whatever and then you go to school and you kind of slowly start to realize what role you might fit into 
based on what you look like or how you express yourself yeah and um like I talk about that with my mom sometimes and I always remember her saying the first time she really realized it was when she wasn't cast as Mary uh, which I fucking never was either but um she's like girls isn't it yeah isn't it crazy and then in the book it has Vicky got to be Mary yeah and I'm like oh it must be a thing like it really it's some creepy like when you're young you don't see it but when I think about it now I'm like it's some creepy like idolized pure girl catholic thing it's like yeah. also it's the main character obviously you just want to play the main character but it truly is like you get to wear the blue robe and you get to give birth to the baby christ and like most of us went to catholic schools and there was a vibe around it that was like yeah yeah, yeah you're playing the main role but you're also playing mary and she's pure to fuck so you must be pure to fuck and it was it, it was elevating that child which is horrendous pressure for the child but like shit fucking kick in the head to the other kids you're like oh especially when it's so like bizarre like Joseph didn't carry that shit obviously because who gives a shit about (laughs) Joseph you are you could really not be here you are stepfather and that is valuable in the family unit but not in a biblical story (laughs) not in the nativity play um oh my god yeah it was kind of like that was the time when you're like okay you know, they're better because they're blonde or they're better. Yeah. Literally. I like, think it was a purity thing. When I think yeah. about who got cast, I'm thinking of you, Shauna Murphy from my second primary school. You were a great Mary, but you know what? Why were you a great Mary? Yeah. Shauna never made any noise in the class. Shauna never gave out. Shauna did her homework. Like, it's not just a, it was about how you carried yourself in school. Oh yes, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of my Mary. Um, the only the only nativity I actually remember us doing was I think junior room things. I don't think we did them anymore. And she was a very very good girl. Yeah. Um, good girl. Uh, did her work. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, fair play to Vicky for getting cast as Mary because she was a little bitch. She never did her work. Yeah, she's like Mary Magdalene vibes. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, but that 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 kind of thing that I, I think is a thing for girls, um, that still happened in this book. Yeah. I was also thinking um uh about uh, for for reading it this time round, I was really struck by how sad it was that Vicky this sounds stupid, but how Go really on. sad it is that Vicky's dead. That this like beautiful troubly troublesome cheeky confident like life-loving little scrappy bitch yeah like it's so true you don't you like on some readings you wouldn't think about that because you're like oh my god but yeah so much going on girl is dead you get it sometimes when jade the ghost is like i don't want to be dead i want to go and see my mom yeah um it's horrendous and i know i don't know if you saw um in the little intro page Jacqueline has she says it's kind of it was based on seeing those flowers um like those kind of offerings for like kids who'd been killed in road accidents when there's loads of flowers and yeah and like that was such a strong visual all the time because you know she wouldn't really be a a visual queen like she'd be a feelings queen more so and um but that was like a really strong kind of 
it wasn't a symbol, but like, because it just was what it was. But it was like she kept going back to it and the flowers are dead and the flowers, there's more flowers and no one can touch the flowers. Um, so you could tell she was really affected by seeing that. But yeah, yeah, that kid is dead. You it, you kind of remember it when um at the end when there's the um court the tribunal thing and then you, you see her parents again. And they're like, oh, the description of them. Again, when Jack does the visuals, she does them. Oh yeah, where the parents are like, I think they're really tanned because they've been away. Yeah, so like, like a little bit chubbier. So they've just, or is it skinnier? I can't remember. Skinnier. They're tanned, but they're skinnier. Oh, and god. like the mom got a new haircut. Oh my god! And it's like, yeah, that is the kind of thing that you you do. And like, I, another thing that I completely did not realize until reading it again was that we don't know Vicky at all, really. That she, yeah. we meet her for five minutes at the beginning and she's just being like this little spunky legend who's going to push boundaries. And like, we all know that kid. We might be that kid that we pushed boundaries and we were bold and we didn't do our homework and we just wanted to feel really alive. And then we walk into the street and then dead, gone. Yeah. And the Vicky that we encounter for the rest of the book isn't Vicky. And it's so sad because we never get to see the soft parts of Vicky. We only get to see yeah. the parts that hurt Jade and yeah you don't actually get to know no not at all and I was just so sad because that's that's the story is that not only is it a story of Jade and a rebirth I suppose for Jade but it's also a story about like how precious like vibrant life is just gone and that's it you do forget that so much reading this It's just, it almost takes a back seat, even though it's one of the most horrendous things. Yeah, and it kind of has to because it's about Jade's grief. And that's important because we need to read stories about kids bloody well navigating grief. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that is, I think that is a more important story. But then I remember that like, it's about like the the extinction of life. Oh God, that's a lot. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, pandemic. <laughs> Please welcome to today's extension of life. <laughs> but I didn't like it's about. No, like, I understand. It's about, as Elton John would put it, uh, a candle in the wind. Oh, completely. Yeah, because she does say, "I feel like Princess Diana." Um, she does. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. She needed more time to figure it out. She's fucking twelve, and she killed like because. Um, you can't help but think, or I couldn't anyway. The friendship is—it's not a great friendship. It has—it has good parts, obviously, and they're so close. And but like, it's a you know kind of damaging friendship for um Jade. And sometimes because you're reading it through Jade's eyes, you can't forget that, and you almost can't forgive Vicky, even though yeah, say she's a little you know confident kid who is loving her life and trying to figure it all out um and you do forget that sometimes or I do especially because it's like when I think about it I don't think Jade and um Vicky would be best friends forever and no matter what whether it would have to happen the way it does that Vicky tragically dies or that when they turned like 14 they grew apart and that would be traumatic for Jade too yeah because it seems to me that they from what we know of how Jade perceives herself and Vicky that Jade needs Vicky because she's bigger than her and she like colors her life. But then Vicky needs Jade because J- 
Jade like is so obsessed with her so she needs that validation too yeah like there's a reason that she sticks along with that friendship and needs that friendship like she's obviously searching for something as well or like that void filled yeah Mm -hmm. it's so true yeah I did think oh god they could have just drifted and the fact that like um Jade will always like immortalize or have this version of Vicky that was like at the height of their friendship at everything and and now like she never organically moved through just a friendship growing apart yeah it was always like oh my god she was my everything and then she was my nothing yeah and then she became her own everything I hope she does how about on that note what did you think of the ending oh yeah the wings the old wings sprouting but even, I just thought it was so quick from yeah. when, when they got it. Like, it seemed, um, yeah, I, I thought it wrapped up very quickly. Yeah. I think she kind of does that a bit. It's a bit of a Stephen King moment where you're like, yeah, oh, somebody <laughs> was running with something and then they fell over. <laughs> That's what happened all along. Yeah. <laughs> I need to read back maybe a couple of other ones now to see if I find that as well, because I don't remember noticing that originally but this time I was like geez there's only a page left yeah I'm gonna wrap all this up in a page yeah I think yeah especially because I had forgotten that Jade had told her to piss off or something I can't remember the exact yeah. word that like Jade is like piss off go away and then she's like okay so mm-hmm. then we're building towards this ultimate reveal of grief and then once we hear it it's like a woo and then it's over it's like what? true yeah yeah so maybe the end makes sense in that way i don't know <laughs> it's a bit quick endings are so hard yeah i guess but um but yeah that was that was something that i was like hmm. yeah i felt that too um that yeah. it kind of was rushed but maybe it was deliberate we don't know um but yeah so that's the crack with that anyway any other um thoughts about it or any bits like that just kind of made you ball that like you thought god i wasn't expecting like come on give me that tear-jerking calm give me i i need that (laughs) i need your crying moment please what do you think of the whole the running thing yeah, that's interesting because th- there's a lot of um, mention of weight mm. in this and fitness and, you know, uh, people are always coming from a fitness class and that the running. The running thing, I think it's interesting because I definitely, uh, and you say you weren't either, was not a sporty kid. No. God. So I think the vulnerability of going to that activity when you want to yeah. go to drama class and it's like, no, you're going to go to the hardest thing. Like running is the hardest. Vicky wanted her to, so then there's yeah. also the of like, okay, I'll do the thing that Vicky wanted to do, in an order to, again, like uselessly trying to atone for something that no one did, trying to grapple with grief again. Mm, mm. <laughs> Our girl doing a lot of that. Thank you, Jack. What did you think of the running story? Uh, yeah, I think it was basically, it was her only way in to something that it was the last thing she did with Jade was to sign up to mm. the 
running. So it's like, okay, well, I'll commit to that. And then I also do think that she wants to connect with Sam on some level because she... Who wouldn't? Yeah. Well, fuck off. Like, he <laughs> is just the most doughty thing. And also is really interesting. I'm always really fascinated by um, young kids who kind of play the clown and, like, yeah. laugh with tears behind their eyes. Like, I feel like when I was going through school, I did that a lot. <laughs> Not yeah. to be, like, crying, but I did a lot of clowning to kind of... <laughs> to it's a very clever way of establishing your self in a social situation without really having to be vulnerable I mean yeah, exactly. on, you're a comedian you know the drill <laughs> <laughs> you know this right yeah you're laughing at yourself first so that uh no one else, no one else can. yeah and he says that at some point yeah right. yeah I think his character is so gorgeous because he's completely aware of every step he takes and he doesn't let anyone else know. But then he turns to Jade at one point and says, I'll laugh at myself so they can't. And he's like sharing really private bit of him himself because he seems to love her, I think, very much. I think so too. I hope I they even at least stayed friends. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know about the... Again, like I just have a bit of a sticky... I'm stuck with Jade being a bit of a little lezer. So I'm like, mm, we'll see yeah. out with Sam. I think if anyone was gay, I think it could have been Vicky. Maybe. She loved kissing boys, though, and I don't think she would censor herself. True, true. But even just the... She was so... um, When you read that first chapter, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, she really communicates with Jade through touch. Well, see, that's the thing that I think is really that, that that really exciting space that... I suppose as well, it's when you're young and you're discovering yourself and sex, a little bit sexuality and sexual boundaries don't exist for like a weird six months or something. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, however long you choose. Like that thing where you're like, ooh, sex. Okay, well, I'll touch myself and other people in new ways. And that's sexy and exciting. Like the sexiness is 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 in the excitement. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. I think yes. Vicky really feels herself in that way and is like also in the power. So she is. She such knows the power it has. Yeah, yeah. yeah such power over Jade, and she knows that her touch affects Jade too, um, and not in a dysfunctional way per se, but definitely in a explorative. I'm a young girl, and I'm figuring out what this feels like and what it makes other people feel way, which is so not written about. Yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah, that like time when like if someone brushed off you, you're like, oh my god, I have a boner. If I had yeah, like <laughs> yeah, um, do I have a boner because you brushed off me, but I've brushed off you, and I can see you have a boner. Yeah. Oh, it's an exciting time. Yeah, and I'm twelve, and riddle me that, Batman. Mm. Whereas you could, Jade was going to be like, that's not for me. A little bit, yeah. Again, she has a sense of self. Yeah, but I hope she gets into it or, you know, with anyone, whoever. Yeah, I think she was real. I think she's gone on a journey that no one else could ever take away from her now. Yeah. But Sam, whatever happens between them, uh, such a good ally to her and so, um, like, brave and vulnerable for that age. Like, who are his parents? Yeah, and we don't know what he's gone through. He could have gone through his own grief and he's just, again like how we learn through these books he's looking at something and he understands it and he lets it like there's such immense generosity in like allowing someone to be in their inverse commas bad behavior 
And that's yes. what he does to her and for her. And it's so, so loving to just be like, I know you're in pain and I'm going to let you be in pain and I'm just going to wait here for you. Like, that is love. It really is. Oh, God. We haven't cried. I had a little tear in my eye when I was talking about um, the mom and the, the sugar scene. I won't lie oh, to you. Oh, God. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, That was emotional. Um, But, yeah. You could kind of just talk about it forever and just about Jacqueline herself. Yeah. Um I suppose we've got to end it somewhere. Um Yeah, and we don't want to do what Jack did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's go bye. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you later. But um no, but I don't wanna um I was, <laughs> I was kind of being like final final bits about the book that made you cry. Um but I suppose maybe we should just say thank you. Um, yeah. for everything and any final thoughts I think I also would like to say thank you to to Jacqueline for trusting me and all of us Mm. um, to to go on the journey with every child that she writes about and also thank you to Jade for being so brave and just you know getting through it thank you to them all There you have it guys, episode one of Fiona's Book Club with Maddie O'Carroll talking about Vicky Angel. I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry, it was a bit of a long one. So thank you for staying with us. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. You've been listening to a Cherry Podcast Network production.